Wait, what? Wait, what? Where are we? What's happening? Oh, hi. Hey, viewing party listeners. You made it to this podcast. You found us online. Hope you use the hashtag mini pod squad. Wesley and Katie and some cats. Watch in movies. Eat in snacks. We're not sponsored by anybody. We don't even have a Patreon. We're just having fun. Welcome to viewing party. What's a test? Viewing party. Chitting all over your tatum! Doing party! Can't believe we made up an interpretive dance for the theme song. <laughs> and then performed it on an audio Perform- media. <laughs> performed it live for everyone. There are now hand motions to our theme song. If you'd like to dance along, I'm sure you could find it on an Instagram sometime. I bet I'll do it every time now. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, perfect. Oh, man, that's good. I love listening to that opening. It's a great idea we had. It's fun. To listen to the opening as it opens. Yeah. So we can just scoot right on in. Yeah, that's nice. We just scoot, scoot, scoot. Scoot. Scoot and boot. Wake up, Wesley. <laughs> Whew. Wake up. What? <laughs> I'm smacking Wesley around. Wake up, wake up, wake up. I'm so tired. I don't oh. know why. Oh, it's Sunday afternoon. Oh, that must be why. Middle of February. Yep. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, hey everybody, I'm Katie. I'm Wesley. And this is Viewing, Viewing Party. Party. A podcast where we watch stuff and talk about things. Yeah. That's We're very it. specific. Uh, yes. <laughs> so we are in our Oscar loser month. This was a great idea. <laughs> Thank you. I am so glad we, that you specifically came up with this. I did not come up with this. You come up with most of the themes. <laughs> You're really good at it. And this, for whatever reason, I was like, what if we watch our favorite Oscar losers? Such a, there's so many more to choose from. Do you know where I came up with the idea, like how the idea came about? No. Okay. So years ago, Craig Ferguson was the host of The Late Late Show with Craig Ferguson. If you Makes sense. Yes. It's... It's a logical conclusion yeah. that he might be hosting that show. And he was nominated for an or uh, not an Oscar, for an Emmy one season. And uh, But he was in the weird, like, talk variety right, musical right. category. Yeah, that's like everything else, basically. Right. So he was ranting on his show a few times leading up to and then immediately following. And he's like, so I'm nominated for Emmy. Please don't clap for that. He's like, because... It's like, people just use that to tote it around, like, Emmy nominated, Emmy nominated, blah, 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 blah. But what that really means is, Emmy loser Craig Ferguson (laughs) is now going to be the preface to my name Mm. from now on. Because I'm not going to win, I'm up against Barry Manilow, for God's (laughs) sake. And he had this whole rant, and he just kept emphasizing, Emmy loser Craig Ferguson. (laughs) And I was like, what if we watch Oscar losers? It's a great idea. Like, the movies that lost Oscars, that lost the Academy Award, but were nominated, that were like, that's way better than the one that was won anyways. Yeah. <laughs> so, that's where it came from. So it was really that, just inspired by Craig Ferguson. With that in mind, like, the, how that's how we ended up with, like, the weirdest Oscar nominee movie today. Yes. It's so good. We basically looked at the list of like every nominee and was like, wait, why is that on this like, list? Like, how what? Did it do that. And then we watched the movies and we're like, I totally see how this was nominated. But, yeah. But you, I didn't see that coming. Um, but first, do you want a parking wreck? Sure. 
guess what? Uh, uh, okay, cool. Have you watched anything? Because I can talk about what I watched for way too long. I've just been watching the Olympics. Oh, yeah, the Olympics. Which, and I'm sad because I, I recommend love, the Olympics. <laughs> yeah. I love watching curling, and they don't show it on any, on the channel that I get. I haven't shows been the Olympics, curling and it makes either. me sad. I like, it's on curling. all the, like, fancy channels, or you can stream it online, but it's not on just regular like nighttime coverage and I'm no. so bummed because I love it I have watched so much like couples ice dancing and, and ski I wanna, jumping and I'm super bored I'm so bored of them like three nights in and I was like I don't want to watch figure skating anymore I want to watch curling and I want to watch the biathlon which is like ski 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 shoot some stuff ski 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 shoot some stuff Oh, is that what they're showing, or is that what I want to no, watch? No, that's what you want to watch. Cool. That it sounds, sounds way better. That sounds kind of nice. Yeah. I, there's so much, like, speed skiing that I can watch before I'm like, well... I am super bored by speed skating. Well, speed skating is great. Speed skiing. Oh, yeah. After, like, five rounds, I'm like, all right, gentlemen, wrap it up. <laughs> yeah. I do like watching uh, the snowboarding. Yeah, because it's a little different every time. Yeah. And sometimes people, like, totally crash. Yeah. It's been, I've seen a lot of falling on the ice this year in figure mm-hmm. skating, though. Like, more so than I remember ever seeing in an Olympic competition, people yeah. have been just crashing and not making their turn. Like, not making their jumps or turning them into doubles when they meant to do a triple. And I was like, what are you doing? Like, weird stuff like that. I'm like, what's... What's the deal, everybody? Like, I don't... It's been super weird. But the snowboarding was awesome. Yeah. I just want to see more curling, frankly. So sad. Columbus has a curling club in Clintonville. The Columbus Curling Club of Clintonville. Uh, I intend to check it out. Yeah, it sounds fun. I think it sounds like a great time. I might get into a new hobby (laughs) called curling. Called brushing that ice. I mean, I probably won't, but... Ice brushing. (laughs) My mom sent me a video on Facebook about curling where it's like two moms and one of them has a Swiffer and the other one has a Roomba and they're pretending <laughs> to curl. Oh <laughs> and I was like, yep, that's pretty fantastic. That's excellent. That makes me happy. <laughs> um, other big news, Black Panther came out this yes. weekend. You saw it, right? Y- yes. <laughs> By the time this podcast is released, I will have seen it twice. Um, and I intend to go a third time because it's perfect. Do you, I mean, we could go whenever. It's so good. Uh, quick review of the Black Panther. It's the most, mm, I'm going to say so far this year, it's the most important film that's come out, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like, the themes of it are important. All people need to see this movie. It, as much as it is a superhero movie, it is not a superhero movie, and it is really about like honor and tradition and heritage and racial reconciliation amazing. and about like oppression and they like like they use the word colonizer as like a straight up yeah. insult yeah. like one of the characters is just like what do you want colonizer Ooh. <laughs> I was like Ooh. And, like another character like they bring somebody into the kingdom and someone's like Oh, another white boy for us to fix. And, like, oh, the whole audience is, like, though. busts up laughing. It is not a funny movie. Yeah. And yet, like, the few jokes that are in it, the whole audience laughs with. That's great. It's great. They made a Vine joke, which was super funny. <laughs> like, the... So, oh, it's so good. Quick thing. So, 
um, Takala's sister is the like tech whiz. Mm-hmm. You know how every superhero has like a tech whiz that's yeah, around. Yeah, yeah. It's like here's all your cool tech. You're just off leaning and punching. Um, and so it's his little sister, and she's like, uh, what is it? She brings him back into the lab and stuff to like show him all this new stuff. And he's, like, wearing sandals or something. And she's like, what are those? (laughs) And she, like, is, like, making him these, like, sneakers and everything. But she's just straight up, like, the smartest person. I have a theory, though. This is my theory about the whole thing. I have no basis that any of this is true (laughs) other than my own weird theories. So in this, in the Age of Ultron, I feel pretty confident that they're going to kill off Iron Man. He's already had a trilogy. Interesting. He's already had a trilogy. Pepper Potts is dead. They're not going to take him to his darkest storyline, which would be really interesting. Robert Downey Jr. has said, I will not do this storyline. It is too close to what my real life has looked oh. like. I won't do it. Oh. There's a whole storyline in the comics yeah. where he, like, um, becomes, like, s- goes on, like, drunken tirades, becomes oh. super abusive. Yeah, yeah, and, like, yeah. I can see like, why he would people. be, like, no. And he's, like, nope. Been there, done that, not he's, like, glorifying it. No, way too close to home. Yeah. We're not doing this. So, there's not a lot of places you can take Tony Stark anymore, um, especially hmm. after the Civil War, yeah. where, like, him and Captain America just, like, had it out for the whole thing. Like, yeah. he's kind of, because they're not going to take him to, like, dark Tony Stark, Interesting. He, I think he's kind of capped on his storyline and what is available to him. And, and Tony Stark is also like the tech whiz of the Avengers. In addition to oh, that... Oh, I see where you're going. So, in addition to that, in the newest line of um, Iron Man comics, Iron Man is now a black girl. Right, that's true. So what if they combo this universe that could be crazy and they take like the princess of wakanda yeah and she becomes the new iron man interesting i don't think they're gonna do it in age of ultron but like this is totally possible that's an interesting theory that they could take this girl who's already brilliant already making all this stuff hasn't like created her own lab and is already like doing all of the stuff that Tony Stark does. She has like the power and the resources, but she doesn't necessarily have all the money. Yeah. That Tony does. And if they comboed those together, like she could totally be like the new Iron Man kind of thing. Like yeah. they could like take that huh. storyline and like roll with it. That would be interesting. That's my personal theory. I don't know what's gonna happen, but I want that world. Yeah. <laughs> that is what I want them to do. We'll find out. Yeah. That's my own personal fan theory that I came up with last night while I was like, wait a second. We just introduced the new person who has all the know-how that Tony Stark does, and she actually has access to resources that he does. Like, he has access to, like, nuclear stuff. Right, right. She has access to this, like, specific metal that they can, like mold to do whatever they want yeah so uh, that's my cool theory about black panther cool i'm so excited to see it fun easter egg for all the columbusites apparently in one of the city skylines it is the columbus skyline huh they've added they've added more buildings and it's not like like it's not yeah just right because it's yeah they've added things but apparently they based it off that you can see like the little vec tower essentially weird i don't know if it's in like downtown wakanda or if it's in they go to like uh, South Korea at one point in the huh. movie. I, I don't know which one it is. That. That's but weird. I was like, what? And I need to like pause the cinema and be like, hold on. I'm looking for Levesque Tower, everybody. <laughs> and I was like, what a weird, like, how strange is that? So, it is weird. That's a fun little Easter egg that's in there. 
uh, Black Panther's perfect. I'm going to see it again tonight. I mean, I'm gonna I've cry. heard it's already like broken, like records for opening weekend sales. It was sold out. Yeah. Pretty much everywhere. Yeah. The like the week that the tickets went on sale. Yeah. It yeah. I mean, I couldn't get tickets for anything that wasn't like, ten o'clock at night or yeah. eleven o'clock at night. Yeah. And I was like, what? It's uh, I'm pretty excited. It's amazing. Someone on so Twitter stoked. posted that like there was a theater and probably in a bigger city than where we live. Where literally every theater in the theater was showing Black mm-hmm. Panther. Like, all showings, all day. All day. The entire building, Black Panther. There were showings going every half hour at the Lennox, like, opening weekend. That's amazing. Like, they had several just, theaters going. I'm so excited. There were lines for all the theaters. I saw it in IMAX the first time. Hashtag blessed. And <laughs> it's so good. Yeah. Uh, I'm just really excited to see, like, where they are taking this world. I mean, it's superb. Like, yeah. supremely superb. I've heard, it's, <sighs> I've heard only amazing things about it, so. Yeah. In addition, if I can be so shallow, this is the most attractive cast I've ever seen. Well, we had that whole rant about the, uh, purple oh, carpet, so. My God, Wesley... Like, the most beautiful human beings are gracing the screen. Andy Serkis, I'm even going to include in that, and he looks nasty in this film. <laughs> but he buffed up, and, uh, what's his, I always forget his Martin name. Martin Freeman? Martin Freeman. How do I always movie? know that's who you're I'm talking about? I'm just like, about. Watson. <laughs> because he's one of those, like, he kind of slides under the radar of how sexy yeah. he is. He's in this movie. Ugh. I just, ugh. it's so, it's just so good. The whole, uh, I can't, I can't. Yeah. It's perfect. It's perfect and it's beautiful and it's attractive as all get out. Like the whole, I was like I went to see it with my brother and was like I feel really uncomfortable with how turned on I am watching this film <laughs> and also how much I want to cry watching this film. Yeah. Like all of that at the same time. Yeah. In a superhero movie. Like I don't yeah. think I've I think cried it seems like they're changing su- like the face of superhero movies with this movie. They do oh. It's better. It's better than anything. Bane agrees. He's got a leg up in the air. Well, you know. <laughs> He's cleaning himself up for Chadwick Boseman. <laughs> uh, anyways, super weird. Oh, we're done here. <laughs> That's anything all else for Park and Rec? Um, I watched something else this week, and I don't remember what it was. Uh, oh, I finished worth wrecking. I guess no, it's good. I finished Queer Eye. I oh. cried every episode. Yeah. Every episode, I shed tears. It so good. Yeah. I can't wait for the next season. Uh, it was only eight episodes. I didn't. I was I'm just sure there'll be more. I was a weepy, weepy mess. I cried everything, so, so it's fine. I know. I cried today. I cried yesterday. It's true. Listening to Taylor Swift, I was crying. I was like, who am I? <laughs> it was great. So this is like a weird park and rec. And um, so the whole tragedy that's going on in Florida right now. Like, yes. So sad. With, like, the amount of school shootings that we have, it's just an abomination, honestly. But there's this speech going around by one of the students from the high school. Oh, yeah. And so they staged a protest the day or two after, a few days after the event. And so, um, and they had, like, CNN covered it. Like, Mm -hmm. it was a big deal. And they're planning, like, a nationwide, oh, like, the, student April protest. 20th? Yeah, on the day of, like, the anniversary of Columbine. Uh, oh, wait, that's, was Columbine 420? Yeah, that's why they picked that day. Oh, I was like, what a weird day yeah. to go Yeah, March. they're doing, I know, I was like, huh? But no, it's the Got Columbine it. anniversary. But, so there's yes. a speech going around by yes. a, this young woman at this high school. 
and it's like seven or ten minutes long seriously go watch the whole thing okay. like it oh, is I will. amazing she's basically like shaming everyone in government <laughs> and saying yes. at one point she says we're the kids you're gonna see in history in textbooks because this will be the last mass shooting <laughs> right queen <laughs> right give her a crown and everyone's give just that like this girl is so amazing oh my so lord so amazing it's such a great thing like it's it's really i want to go i straight up hurt i knew that because there's a tweet that everyone's been yeah, like, yeah. screenshotting and sharing that on april 20th high school students are gonna like the plan is to walk out of high school and not come back until the government does something about gun laws yeah because they will be the victims yeah and I was like, yes. She, like, she did the and math. And I was like, I like, want to go join them. It was, it was amazing. Like, she did the math. She was like, President Trump, like, this is how much money you got from the NRA. And if you divide that among how many people have lost their lives just this year, you're telling us that's how much we're worth. And every time yes. there is another shooting, we become worth less. I, like, because... Ugh. Yeah, it was. Ooh, how old is so, she? Could we be friends? I, like and everyone's just like, can she be president someday? <laughs> like, Please. It's like it's crazy. There was one kid that they interviewed. I feel like his name was David. I can't remember. But like during the shootings, during the lockdown, he was interviewing people on his Are Snapchat. You of course, I'm crying. Oh my god. <laughs> he was interviewing kids on Snapchat, being like this is happening right now. Like, how do you feel about like how the government is reacting to this? Like he went on to like, they interviewed him later and I was like, I cannot wait until the Gen Z generation is like in control because they do not mess around. No. Like they have no tolerance for this. No. Like none. They're, they're like, like, this is, we're done here. They're like, she, she had a chant break out during her speech that was <laughs> like, you say this, we call BS. Like, <laughs> it was fantastic. So, weird park and rec, but definitely go find that girl's speech and watch oh. it, because it's Oh, we will be. Amazing. Oh, like, yeah, that's amazing. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah, I want to go join the high schoolers that are going to be walking out of high like, I was like, I'm going to walk down the street amazing. and be like, I'll walk out with y'all. We had to walk out over way less oh, measures yeah. when I was in high school and about like, the levy not passing. I mean, I my dad has told me, because he was a high schooler in the 60s when Vietnam was going on, mm. and how they would have, like, sit-ins and things for mm -hmm. war going on somewhere else in the country. Mm -hmm. And these kids are like, I can't even go to school without, without worrying about being shot at. Well, yeah. I mean, like, Columbine changed everything for yeah. our generation. Like, at, I had... I remember so many lockdowns happening. Oh, yeah. When I was in school. And, like, how terrifying is that? That it is common knowledge for a young person to know what to do if mm -hmm. someone walks... Like, it is. Like, what kind yeah. of a world are we living in where, like, this is also something like, you have to learn? Kindergartners know. Kindergartners know yeah. what to do when someone comes into your school with a yeah. gun. Like, yeah. they have, like, a set. They understand. Yeah. Because we drilled it so many times. And then there were also so many times. And they were always terrifying because they wouldn't tell the students whether or not it was a drill. Mm -hmm. All we knew was, like, we would get under our desks. We'd put some, like, black paper up over the thing. Turn all the lights off. Be silent. And, like, someone would come around and, like, shake the door handles. Ugh. We didn't know if yeah. someone had a gun or not or if it was, like, the principals walking right. around. Like, we didn't know. And how terrifying is that that at 14 we're just, like, 
this is what we do yeah. now is like every month we pretend someone is a gun just in case. Just in case. And there were times where I guess there was an actual threat and they had to lock it down. Yeah. But I was like, it's crazy. What world am I li-? You know, and I'm sitting there like, should I have something to protect myself yeah. with? Like the whole thing came after Sandy Hook where they're like, oh, you can get these bulletproof like pa- backpacks. Backpacks. Yeah. And they're I was like, like what? why do I need that? Children should not need bulletproof oh backpacks to go to school. It's horrifying. Like, it's horrifying what yeah. we're living in. Yeah. So the fact that these high schoolers are like, we're walking out and we're not coming back to yeah. you protect us. Yeah. I'm like, do it. Yeah. Like, because like, cause the, we can't do anything about it. Because the fact of the and matter like, is. you are the responsible one and you're doing nothing. They're life and safety is going to be far more important than their high school education. They will get yeah. it. If a kid's yeah. like, I'm going to go get me a GED to yeah. avoid yeah. this kind of horror anymore, and like, sadly, I like, would applaud that's that. That's something you have to think about. Like, it's like, would it be better for me to get, you know, take a test so that I don't have to live through this every yeah. day? Like, would that be better? Yeah. I'm like, maybe at this point, probably <laughs> you might be better off, kiddo. Yeah. Just terrifying. I don't. I can't live in this world anymore. It's so crazy. But with women it's like so her. It's so crazy, but yeah. Maybe I can. These, like, teens are being awesome, and I love it. Good. Somebody was like, of course it's going to be a teenage girl. Like, the ones you underestimate. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's a teenage girl who's like, yeah. are you kidding? We're done here. Yeah, like, no. <laughs> this is no longer happening. Yeah. Yeah. It was absolutely. fantastic. And I think, I don't know if it was her parents that were standing on either side of her, but she was, like, flanked by adults who were just, like nodding the entire time like mm-hmm. we're gonna let her say this and we're like please back her up the whole time by all means it's fantastic excellent so, sad very sad thing to happen but like hopefully something really great's gonna happen Look because of the it. power that's coming out of it though <laughs> excellent work so let's change gears completely. <laughs> so you want to talk about babe? Yes. So, so this podcast has become something different, and maybe we should I, switch gears entirely. <laughs> so in the nineties, were a different time. The nineties were a slightly there. different time. So this movie came out just a couple of years before Columbine happened. So this was so this is. Uh, Movies that came out in 1995. So the other films that Babe was up against for Best Picture include Apollo 13, <laughs> El po- Il Postino, which is The Postman, oh. by an Italian director. Oh, yes. Sense and Sensibility, mm. the uh, Emma Thompson wonderful one, mm-hmm. and the Best Picture winner, Braveheart. Oh, wow, right. yeah, Babe had some competition. Yeah. Those are, some like, big in, movies. So, inten- like, really big. Those were, like, blockbusters. Blockbuster. I mean, this was a blockbuster, too, but, like, of a whole different caliber than <laughs> Apollo 13 right. and Braveheart. So we have weird historical dramas. <laughs> yeah. And uh, one in space, one in Scotland, and then we have Babe. Yeah. <laughs> Babe, just, you know, so a it pig. Was, it was nominated for a lot of Oscars. It was nominated for Best Director. Mm. I mean, clearly, look at all those animals they had to, oh like, gosh. wrangle. gosh. Um, I, this is the first time I've ever watched this movie and picked up on what's an animal, what's a puppet, and what's computer. Yeah. Like, I yeah. could not see any of that before. Yeah. And now I'm like, only now as an adult am I like, wait, is that a puppet? I think that's a puppet. <laughs> so... 
Um, so good. The farmer was nominated as best supporting actor because clearly Babe is Babe lead was actor. <laughs> It's so beautiful. That makes me laugh. That um, makes me really happy. Were they nominated for anything else? Uh, uh, best sound play based on a previously published material. Mm-hmm. Definitely not foreign film. <laughs> <laughs> uh, nope, nope, nope. No sound editing? Hang on. Best uh, original musical went to Pocahontas, which came out this year. Oh, yeah. So, Colors of the Wind won Best Song. Can you paint with all the colors of the wind? Also, Toy Story came out this year. What? Because You've Got a Friend in Me oh, was yeah. Best Song nominee. you got a friend in me. I'm just going to let you sing all of them. You oh my gosh, Waterworld came out this year. Ew, <laughs> gross. Uh, was it? <laughs> oh All I remember of that movie is, I didn't watch it, but it was a big deal. And this was the year we went to California, or maybe the year after. My family went to California on vacation. We were at Universal Studios, and they had like a Waterworld thing. <laughs> and we were just like, what is this? It's so dumb. Best sound editing went to Apollo 13. Ah, uh, you know what? I watched Apollo 13, and it was not as interesting as I thought it would be. I was really excited, because Lord knows I love space and I love Tom Hanks. Right. So I was like, ready. And you know, Bill Paxton from time to time. Yeah. I'm like, look at you, Bill Paxton. I really only began to appreciate <laughs> Bill Paxton when I watched the entirety of Big Love. Mm. <laughs> I think we've like, covered this, yeah. I was just like... It did win for best visual effects, babe, did. Oh, Against yes. Apollo 13. Oh, they were like, the moon, yeah. space, no. Talking no. pigs, Oscar. <laughs> Oscar. <laughs> for real, though, those puppets. There weren't a lot of puppets, it didn't seem like. No, but, like, the ones that they had moved like an animal. Mm-hmm. I was shocked. Fascinating. Pause for yawn. Oh. <laughs> that was just a yawn pause, really, was all that was. I was trying to do a silent yawn, hoping you'd keep talking. Um, sorry. So, quick recap of the plot of Babe. Let's see if we can do this really quickly. Yeah. Um, Babe's a pig. Little babe. Yeah. Babe is a little piglet that's born in a, a like pig a, factory, yeah. basically. Yeah. And it's real grim there. His mom's taken away, and these people are like, We'll grab the runt or whatever, you know, like he'll, he's fine. He'll do. And, uh, essentially babe ends up at like a guess the way to the pig thing and like a farmer's festival, like comp where they like have like hog competitions and fair, you know, it's a fair of some kind. And so all the local farmers come around and they all, you know, compete for things and blah, blah, blah. So like babe, so the farmer comes over and he's like, I don't. I don't need a pig. And they're like, oh, come on, man. And he, like, picks up Babe and they make eye contact and he, like, guesses They make his... a big deal about the eye contact. Yes, they regarded each other. Yes, they regarded and each other. I was other. like, oh, what does that even mean? Mm-hmm. I was like, how often do I regard people? Weird. I was like, what a, what a fascinating way to put this. <laughs> um, and so, essentially, he wins, you know, he guesses Babe's weight correctly, wins the pig, and uh, takes him in. So Babe is like... I don't have my mom. I don't really know how to be a pig because yeah. she was taken away. His mom was taken away and he was taken away from his family. So he has had no one to teach him how to pig. Right. So he's not really sure what it means to be a pig versus anything else. And he's put on this farm and he is befriended by the sheep dogs, the little like Aussie shepherds. 
And yeah, there's, like, a mama dog and a bunch of her puppies. Yeah. And then, like, the dad dog is kind of, like, the alpha male of the farm. Rex. Yeah. Played by Hugo Weaving, because everybody. Because, of course. <laughs> because Lord Elrond always has a council. He's in every, <laughs> he's in every movie is the problem. <laughs> he's in so many things, and he's also usually giving a speech to a bunch of people, and I'm like, it's yep. just Elrond, man, yeah. like... Agent Smith is here just like, you're Laying a Laying down the law. You cannot hang out with the duck. <laughs> literally, he does say that. Hang out with the duck. That's not what he said at all, but you can't. What is the consort. word? Consort. <laughs> and he was like, He's what? Like, Am I clear? And babe goes, what? What? Consort? <laughs> so cute. So, like, you know, he, you know, kind of joins the little, like, dog the, family. The, like, litter, yeah. And we kind of get to see farm life from the perspective of the farmers and all of the animals Mm -hmm. on the farm as well as the animal that you know is being that things are happening to so you go through things like the duck is aware that it's christmas and that means carnage (laughs) and so the duck is like some animal's gonna die today the duck also like is he's really enlightened for a duck yeah he's aware of the fact that like people eat ducks because ducks don't really have a purpose but if i pretend to be like a rooster. if I pretend to be a rooster and like wake everyone up in the morning, I'll have a purpose yes. and they won't eat me. Right. Like he's a very cunning duck. Yes. For, weirdly. An oddly cunning duck. Yeah. So he like befriends this duck that everyone's like that duck is crazy and you're not allowed to talk to him because the <laughs> duck is trying to be something other than a duck. Um and uh it's a little animal farmish. A, a little bit. Ways. Yeah. There are a couple of moments where I was yeah. like, oh god, this feels like Animal Farm, but yeah. nicer. Um, and yeah, so you see lots of things, like, you see what happens when, you know, um, a dog kind of, like, loses their cool and, like, bites their human, you know, and becomes, like, Mm -hmm. way too ferocious for the farm. Like, what does the farmer do with the dog then? Like, what kind of thing, you know, what kind of choices does an owner have to make about their, you know, prize-winning dog? Mm -hmm. And, um, you see things like, you know, what animal does a farmer choose to kill for you know for dinner for the family like what choice what goes into that kind of choice and you see things about oh a lot of it has to do with the sheep on the farm Mm -hmm. and how the sheep are like you know terrified and angry at the dogs all the time and all dogs are wolves to them Mm -hmm. because all dogs are awful because in their eyes all dogs chase and bark at them and bite bite them them. if they have to and they're just upset and right all the time. And they're like, if you were just nice to us. Like, and if it's you were just fun- nice. They also, like, the animals have, like, this intelligence hierarchy, too. Yes. Where the dogs are like, clearly, sheep are stupid. <laughs> and the sh- are definitely stupid. Pigs are definitely stupid. <laughs> Humans oh. only eat stupid animals. Yes, the dogs. And, but meanwhile, the sheep are like, well, sheep dogs and, like, wolves are clearly... Like, what a smarter. Is, no, what is the word they use? Um, it wasn't stupid, it was ignorant. Oh, yes. Yeah. Sheep, sheep believe... Dog, yeah, sheep... Sheep believe that all wolves are ignorant. <laughs> yeah. I was like, well, kind of, yeah. Yeah, so there's this whole commentary about, like, leaving things the way they are, and everyone has their purpose, and you should be happy with that and not try to do anything else. Mm-hmm. Like, this is what you do, this is who you are, this is just the way it stay is. Stay in your lane. Yeah. Yeah. Stay, stay on your side! <laughs> Um, and it becomes a whole commentary on that. So through all these things, babe, uh, babe gets out of like the, you know, normal, like farm up by the house area and goes out to like the sheep 
zone, like the sheep field. Yeah. What's that called? I guess sheep field. The sheep field. I don't know. I'm not a farmer. And uh, finds that people are like stealing the sheep, comes mm-hmm. back and warns the dogs, and the dogs warn the human, and they go out and, you know, kind of take care of things. And the farmer is like, okay, this pig is smart. Like, yeah. there's something up with this pig that this yeah. pig can, you know, handle some things. So he starts bringing Babe out to the sheep field, like, with the sheep dogs. And, uh, you know, just, like, treating the pig a little more like a house pet. Yeah. And a little more like a dog, you know. And, give you know, seeing if the pig can have some sort of responsibility. Like, he gets an idea. Mm-hmm. He's like, what if the pig could guide the sheep? You know, yeah, <laughs> like so what if what if there's something here that this pig is like special and could do something different? So it's interesting how like how very innocent Babe the pig is. <laughs> so innocent. He's very innocent, which is very cute. But he also learns very early. They have this really interesting like moral that shows up super early. Yeah. Like he meets the sheepdog family and they're very nice to him. Like the mama dog like takes him in as one of her pups essentially and like mm-hmm. lets her stay with them and is very motherly to him. And then he goes and meets one of the sheep, and she's very lovely, too. Mm-hmm. Like, is very, like, oh, you're such a nice little pig, and, like, is very kind to him, but, like, speaks badly of the dog. Mm-hmm. And so he goes back and, like, is really conflicted, because he's like, I've heard this about the dog, but I haven't seen her do that. Mm-hmm. And then she's super nice to him, and he decides, like, he's never going to think bad about anyone again. Yes. And that takes him really far in farm life. I know. Because he's <laughs> like, I'm not going to think poorly of any animal ever again. Yeah. Like, I'm going to assume the best of everyone. Yeah. And I was like, oh, babe, you're perfect. <laughs> we could all take a couple lessons from babe. It's like, what if it's we just true. assumed the best? Yeah, so Babe's out on the field, and, you know, the farmer's like, all right, let's see if this pig can, you know, corral the sheep around, because he clearly has some influence over yeah. other animals, you know? Like, other animals trust this pig, so yeah. what's going on here? And Babe is just like, I beg your pardon. Like, he tries to be a dog, and it doesn't work, yeah, and the sheep are all laughing, and they're like, they're like, that, are you kidding? They're like, you look stupid. You look <laughs> foolish. What are you doing? That is not you. You're far too nice to be doing this. All I have to do is ask. And so Babe is just like, hey, it would be really helpful if you would, you know, help me out here. And, I, like, I appreciate you. Thank you so much. Yeah. And it's just kind and sweet and darling. And all the mm-hmm. sheep fall in line. And they're like, yeah, okay, cool. We'll leave the corral. Like, yeah. that's fine. We'll go out to the field. And they kind of, like, follow along because he's like, oh, my God, that was beautiful. You guys are doing great. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much. This means a lot to me. Like, we're this is just, you know, it's for the best. You know, like, at one point the farmer's trying to give the old sheep medicine and she doesn't want it and he's like I know it's hard but like it's for the best could you please and she's yeah. like okay for you I'll you know I'll do it yeah. the farmer's just like what in the world and of course the farmer can't hear the animals communicating right. he can just see that the pig has influence and yeah. he's like oh, okay a born leader that pig <laughs> basically <laughs> somebody, somebody said that about uh, a kid somebody's kid who was like in daycare the teacher was like um so your daughter, uh, she's a born leader. We'll put it that way. Um, they're like, oh, she's, she's bossy. <laughs> she's just ordering the other children around. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's a really nice way to put that. Yep. So Babe's a nice little, he's born leader, but in the sweetest sense. Yeah. Not in a like, oh, what a bossy little pig. Well, like, right. Oh, 
Babe has influence, and Babe is polite, and Babe is sweet, and Babe has empathy and understands, like, I totally get where you're coming from, and Mm -hmm. absolutely that's the way it's always been. Can we do this differently? I would appreciate it. Yeah. And everyone's like, yeah, okay. (laughs) That sounds like a great idea. Yeah. So, uh, what it ends up coming... So you see all of these things and nuances between the animals and relationships and Mm -hmm. lots... And some really sad stuff goes down. Yeah. Like... Um, some wolves come in and, like, kill the really old sheep, the really old sheep named Ma. Ma. (laughs) And, like, the farmer comes over and he just sees, like, Babe with a bloody nose in the sheep. And he's like, this pig killed my sheep. Like, I can't have that. Also, why did he think that? Like, because... Can pigs even hurt sheep? Like, he's a little pig. Probably, but, like, there's blood on his nose. He was caught... You yeah. know, blood, blood nosed. What? That's not a phrase I ever want to say again. Red nosed. <laughs> it's still not right. Rudolph. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> you know, so like there's the issue of like, well, you've killed my sheep, which means you're a dangerous animal, so I have to shoot you. Yeah. And I was like, oh, God, Ooh. no. And like, babe is just like, oh, yeah, shiny barrels mean food. Right. Because he was <laughs> in a like piggy farm. Yeah. Just, and he was like, yeah. cool. This is probably like I'm babe, getting a treat. That is the most Aww. horrifying thing for me, though, was like watching that and watching Babe just be like, I don't, mm, like, yeah. super chill, doesn't know what's going on, doesn't realize that he's being tied up and is about to be shot. Babe's yeah. just like, whatever, man. Like, like I trust that you. Hurts me. Yeah. They're so trusting. That was horrifying. As a kid, I did not see how horrifying this movie was. Yeah, like, I don't remember so it being scary. as, like, weirdly dark as it we is. We just remember it being, like, sweet and out in a meadow and there's sheep. And I remember, Talking like, pills. bah, you. <laughs> I remember that yeah. chant, but I don't know anything else. So, essentially, what happens is, through circumstances, the two sheepdogs, the Aussies, um, Rex and Mom, they go, uh, they're out of commission. And so... Babe is being trained as, you know, the new sheep pig. Like, he's, you know, corralling the sheep every day and handling that. And the boss, Mr. Hoggett, is like, what if, like, he's so good at this, he should be able to compete. Yeah. And starts training Babe to, like, you know, compete in the sheepdog competitions. (laughs) And so... Uh, essentially what happens is, like, there's this whole big drama because it's a pig trying to compete in a sheepdog competition and everyone's like, you're bringing a lot of shame to this. And basically it's the, like, we can't not have a dog on the basketball team because it doesn't say you have to be human concept. (laughs) Yeah, it's It's just Air It's very much Air Bud right then. Air Bud is That was a lot of the 90s was, like, the rules don't say it can't be an animal. Uh Let's bring one in. I guess it'll be this. Yeah, no, Air Bud is a huge ripoff of Babe and not that good, frankly. Well, we didn't strictly put in a clause about paws. (laughs) (laughs) Guess we're taking you to Pound Town. Oh, man. Um... (laughs) So many puns there. Anyway. So, yeah, there's the competition. Uh, So, they build up the whole drama about the competition, and um, uh, the dog Rex is like, or Babe's trying to communicate with the sheep beforehand and build a relationship before the competition, and he's like, like, oh, hey, hi. And they're like, not not giving him the time of day. Like, get out of my face. And uh, so Rex is like, I have an idea. He runs all the way back to the farm talks to the sheep and uh this is where we learned that like sheep are definitely stupid to dogs so he has to speak slowly to them and the sheep are like dogs are definitely ignorant and so we have to speak very slowly to you for you to understand and they're basically just like okay 
We'll give you a password that all sheep know. Only babe can use it. It cannot be used against us. And you have to be civil to us from now on if we're going to help you out. And he was like, okay. Like, for babe, we'll figure it out. Yeah. So, like, he comes back, gives babe the information. And babe communicates, you know, this, like, special password amongst sheep. And I love that, like, all sheep learn this <laughs> I somewhere. I think it's hilarious because sheep are known for their, like, herd mentality. And, like, yes. of course they all have a chant that they all like, know. That this is their, like, secret, like, okay, we are one. <laughs> <laughs> the claw. Kind of like those little like aliens from Toy Story oh, who yeah. are like, <laughs> it's yeah. The claw chooses who will go and who will stay. <laughs> it's like oh, okay, like they all know what's up. Yeah, I have been chosen. <laughs> um, no, what is Toy Story? So essentially, Babe communicates this password and like speaks really sweetly to them and like they're just like wait. And like we can whole, trust you, right? So like the whole crowd, like the judges are super mad, and they're like, "This is disgraceful. We cannot believe that you're bringing a pig to this competition." But there's no rule that says you can't. And then the farmer's wife is watching on television with her friends, and she's embarrassed. Oh yeah, and she's mortified because she's like, "My husband has lost his gourd." <laughs> yeah, get it? Farm jokes. Yeah, and, <laughs> and like I cannot believe he's doing this. This is disgraceful to our family, and she's like passed out. And her friends are like, "It's not the end of the world, honey." And she's like, oh no. And Babe does a beautiful job, and like the sheep do everything perfectly, and they get a perfect score, and the whole crowd cheers. And yeah. like, and then they, just everyone's favorite, the closing. It, there's not a lot of words from humans. Well, the, the wife talks a lot, but she just sort of like yammers on. Yeah. He says two words, and she goes, what are you yammering on about? He like, He's like, runs, and she's like, calm down. What are you blubbering on about? And he's like, oh. <laughs> No, like I said, one word, man. Uh, he, they're so sweet in that way. Yeah. And he says, um, he just looks it down at Babe, and he's like, "That'll do, pig. That'll do." <laughs> he's a little pig wig that he's that Babe's wearing the whole time. Just a little little pig toupee. And then the movie's over, and you're like, "Wow, Babe did it!" Like Babe was kind and generous and helpful and gullible, and just like learned. You know, he found that he has a purpose. Yeah. That's more than just what a pig's purpose is, which is to be eaten. Yeah. And uh, he just breaks breaks stereotypes left and right for pigs. Is beautiful. <laughs> yeah, there's so many things you could, like, read into this. Because you could go into the very, like... They had told everyone, like, you need to accept who you are and don't try to be something you're not. And then, like, the hero animal, like, finds that he's better yeah. at something that he's not expected to be yeah like you could take that as a whole different lesson yep as like all of that breaking molds pig and molds. being nice to people moldy pigs and, no <laughs> <laughs> uh, we i like i especially liked the mama dog and how like what a yes. great like mom she was she's such a good mom so, like, at one point, like, um... The way they introduced this dog mom character, I was like, I want to be that dog when I grow up. <laughs> yeah. But, like, she doesn't mess around, which was great. No. At one point, like, Babe figures out that, like, people eat pigs, because he, like, ha can't believe this about people. He yeah. thinks it's crazy. And he's, like, he asks her, like, do people eat, like, does the, do they eat pigs? And she's like, yeah, they do. <laughs> like I'm not gonna lie to you like, and yep. he's like even the boss and she's like yes even the boss and he's just like devastated and runs like, away from no. home and cries because like he just I thought they loved me yeah 
But, like, she's like, I'm not going to, like, hide this from you. Like, like you need, you to, need know. to know. This is how the world is. But she's not mean about no, it either. she's like, this is it. She's not like, you're a dumb pig and they're going to eat your body. <laughs> <laughs> Which is no. clearly how the cat was instead. <laughs> That's how it won best screenplay. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> no, yeah. No, the cats are the cat. The cat was oh. a whole thing. Like I She's didn't evil. you didn't know it could talk for a long time. They specifically said like most cats are nice, but there's, you know, one out of every 10 is kind of a jerk and <laughs> this is that one. We have that cat. But I thought it was really funny how the cat referred to the wife as the boss yes. and the farmer as the boss's husband, the whereas boss's everyone husband. else referred to the boss and the boss's wife. Yes. <laughs> the boss's husband. But because she's a inside cat just, the wife is the boss yeah. for her, which is so great. It was just a tiny thing. I was like, that's really great. It was so wonderful. That cat was awful. My favorite part with the dog, with the dog mom, mm-hmm. mom, was that, um, what was her name? Her name was Fly. Fly, that was her name. yeah. Because she can run fast. She's so fast and so pretty. She, um, my friends have an, have an Aussie shepherd. Yeah. And her name is Molly. Aw. She's beautiful. My favorite part is actually just when they introduce the mom and she's like talking to babe and she's like, okay, what's your name? And he's like, I don't know. And she just says like, okay, well, what did your mother call you to, you know, tell you apart? And she's like, he's like, well, they called us all babe. And she's like, okay. She, and so she's like, all right. So she assesses the situation figures out that he's sweet. And then dad shows up and he's like ominous and scary. And Mm -hmm. she, and she just looks at him and says, the pig is going to stay with us in the barn until he gets his feet. <laughs> and then she just waits for him. Like, and he's like, until he gets his feet. And then he storms off. But she's like, this is what's happening. This is the timeline. I'm going to wait for you doing. to decide that it's your idea. <laughs> you know, for you to make, you know, for you to feel as though you're having the final say. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and he's like, okay, yeah, okay, got it. But she's not like, oh, what do you think? She's like, this is what's happening. This is going to be best. Here's the timeline. It's going to occur. Yeah. And he's like, okay, yeah, got it. And not in a submissive way, but in a way that's like, yes, approved. Yeah. <laughs> like, and I was like, I want to be that woman. Who's you know like, what? When you just said that, it reminded me of <laughs> Gladiator. Oh. And you know how they have that yes. scene where, like, he has to get approval from his wife? Yes. And she just, like, nods at him, and he's like, mm-hmm. okay, fine. Like, it's kind of like that. Like, she's actually in charge. Mm. Wait, which character gets approval from his wife? I don't remember now. It's I've heard it more than I... I've heard about the scene. Oh, seen yes. Yes, yes, yes. Now I remember. Well, it was his sister, wasn't it? I don't remember. I think it was his wife. I don't know. Anyway. Uh, not the wife that was burned alive. Oh. Maybe it... Russell Crowe's wife was, like, burned alive. We didn't it's see much of it. It's been a long time since I've seen this movie. <sighs> yes. Uh, it's so good. Gladiator's the best. Anyway. Um, random tangent. But, yeah. Yeah, Gladiator and dogs. <laughs> um, that's my hot take on that dog and wanting to be that fly when I grow up. I was like, oh, that's the kind of woman I want to be. It's just like, here's what we're doing. Thank you. I think of one of my favorite parts was when, um, after they went and saved... Um, babe after he ran away and they bring him back and they like snuggle him up on the couch in a blanket and try to nurse him back to health because he's got the got a cold because he's been out in the rain all night yeah. and then he was devastated I was like I gotta run away so from sad. home but what am I gonna do yeah but um, the dad dog comes in Rex mm-hmm. and he's like come on son you go like buck up and buck up like, Bucky Beaver but he's like he calls him son and he like uh, licks him on the face like the mama dog does with him yeah. like very paternal like 
And it was just like, oh, he's finally, like, accepting. He's coming around. He's like, you gotta pig. buck up. Like, the boss needs you. Like, and I was like, yeah. Oh, little, little babe. Piggy. You know, little babe. Snuggled up with the blanket. They do it in a nice progressive way. They don't show... It's not like the Lion King where they're like, watch the young pup grow up right. scene. But, like, it, was, it wasn't until Babe was wrapped up on the couch. I was like, oh, Babe's bigger. Yeah. But I was like, oh, Babe grew. But, like, it happened you don't so notice, slowly. Yeah. Oh, and progressively over the Just like, why they the had year. to have that, like, pig toupee you mentioned. Because <laughs> that way you know it's the same pig. Like, oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, it's a little pig. <laughs> <laughs> it's so, so ridiculous. I love it. There were points where I was like, someone had to train all these animals. Like, oh at one gosh. point, there's a pig and a duck walking downstairs through a house. And the pig has an alarm clock in his mouth. And I was like, yeah. how much training had to go into getting this pig? To carry to this alarm carry clock. an alarm clock downstairs. I'm like, are those puppets? Like, I can't tell. I think those they're were only real. A, there were only a couple moments that I was like, that's a puppet. Re- really only, like, when there was very close-up, like, mouth like, talking. Very, very specific mouth talking. Yeah, Where it's yeah. like, this, like, they needed to stay put for yeah. a long time while a lot was going on. That I was like, I think that's a puppet. But everything else was like, I think these are all animals. Yeah. And there was one shot with a puppy where I was like, that's computer animation. Where, like, the whole face was animated. Oh. And I was like, okay, that's slightly fake. But there was, that was about yeah. it. Everything else was like, whoa. It looks, it I mean, I get like, why it was, it won best visuals compared to Apollo 13, because I also they all like real. that every animal's voice really fit the animal. Mm-hmm. And, like, even, like, their accents and their... Like, everything about the delivery was so good that it wasn't, like, a cartoon where it's, like, here's some fun voice. Mm-hmm. It was just, like, this animal would sound like this. this yeah. Is, like, even when, like, when Fly was sweet as a mother, she sounded different than when she was angry. Mm-hmm. You know? And it wasn't, like, I'm just gonna get louder. But it was, like, the everything. Yeah. The voice acting was so good. Like, they they cast children as puppies and, like, yes. yeah. Uh, cute. The voice of Babe is also the voice of Dexter, by the way, and, and Chucky from yes, Rugrats, which, which is, made my makes day. so much sense. Yeah. Oh, it's so. I was like, "Are you kidding me?" But yeah, once you said that, I was like, "I can totally hear all of those characters." I can totally hear Dexter. I didn't watch a lot of Rugrats, but oh, I, heard, I watched a ton but I could of get Rugrats. And I watched Chucky Dexter. was my favorite. Dexter was all I watched. De- Chucky would be your favorite, right? <laughs> the neurotic one with the red hair, who's just like, "I'm scared of everything." I, I will Chucky. say though, didn't wasn't. Didn't Chucky have, like, the single dad, though? Yeah. I I watched an episode with my stepsisters, and we were like, Rugrats is surprisingly progressive it for was. when it came out. It had, like, super feminist mom. Um, yeah. The twins had a super feminist mom. Yeah. And, like, kind of a stay-at-home dad. Mm-hmm. Um, Chucky had a single dad. Mm-hmm. Um, Angelica's mom was, like, super CEO workplace lady. Yeah. Um... Yeah. Which was sometimes played as, like, a bad mom, but not always. Yeah. And then they introduced, um, later in the show, Chucky's dad remarried to an Asian woman with a little girl. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Kimmy, who was really cute. Mm -hmm. And then they had, um, Susie Carmichael was, like, a little black girl who lived in the neighborhood. Oh, yeah. And was one of their friend group and just would be, like, real sassy sometimes. Oh, my gosh, it's ridiculous. It was really great. But another fun fact about Rugrats, you know their theme song? Yeah. Is, yeah, it's done by, um, Mark Mothersbaugh, who is from Devo. No. He's from Ohio. No. Yeah. That's the only reason, like, I knew his name, 
was because I saw, um, I would see his name at the end of every episode of Rugrats, and then I eventually learned that he was in this band that was super famous oh, in the 80s. it's the same. <laughs> it was just real weird. That's super wild. But yeah, he does a lot of music. Um, for movies now? What's the one I saw recently? Oh, he did the music for Thor Ragnarok. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no. he was the guy behind all of that. That, that music was, music, that music was good. Right? Oh my so lord. So fascinating. Did you know that the voice of Chuck E. Cheese currently yeah. is the guy from Bowling for Soup? <laughs> yes! That's amazing! I learned that at my niece's fourth birthday party. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and I was like, are you kidding Fun me? Fun fact, I've seen Bowling for Soup in concert. Oh my gosh, you've seen Chuck E. Cheese in concert. <laughs> my sister and I, one, they played at the State Fair when I was in high school. My sister and I were like, let's just go see that. That sounds fun. That it was like, like a great time. the year their one song was super popular. Yeah. And... Yeah. Yeah, they were ridiculous, but um, they did a parody song of, do you remember Bananas? Yes. Yeah, but they did, they sang it as Gary's allergic to carrots and then spelled out carrots instead of bananas. Oh, that's so and good. I still think of that sometimes that because makes me happy. Bowling for Soup. Because Bowling for Soup. Oh, the 2000s. So, uh, how many Channing Tatums do you give, babe? <laughs> <laughs> Um, I want to give it seven Tatums. I was going to say seven or eight. Yeah. Yeah. It's solid. It's a pretty solid thing. It's so sweet. He would be a good pig voice. <laughs> <laughs> I think he would make a great, um, probably duck. <laughs> like a good Ferdinand. Yeah. Like Ferdinand the duck. Be like, so what a miss. <laughs> hey, guys. He'd be like a young, sexy farmer if you wanted to reboot it. <laughs> Uh, it's, it's good, it's solid, it's uh, sweet, and it's charming, and it's also sort of heartbreaking. Yeah, there were some, ways. like, real dark scenes, like... I was like, whoa. But yeah. Slaughtering animals. <laughs> watching them eat duck, and I was like, oh man, this sucks. Yeah. Super sucks. Um, but yeah, this was a much better movie than I remembered, partially because I yeah. confuse it with uh, Charlotte's Web all the time. I confuse it with Gordy, so yeah. that's fine. There's a lot of pig movies. <laughs> I was like, how many pig movies came out when we were kids? At least three. At least. Which is super weird. Like, was there something There were so many talking animal movies, though. Oh, there were so Like, I'm very tired of talking animal movies, but, like, Babe and Gordy are, like, the two that I'm like, I can yeah. handle that one forever. Anything else you'd like to add before we wrap it up? I don't think so. This has been a good episode. Hey, fun. we're going to like keep it just under an hour for once. Ooh. Holy moly. Wow. Uh, well, if you found any of this remotely <laughs> tantalizing, you might be a weirdo. Go get that checked out. <laughs> See a physician. Uh, <laughs> you can check us out on Instagram and fa- not Facebook. Lordy. You can check us out on Instagram and Twitter. We should just get a Facebook so that we can... Just say it can be real when we fake say it. Check us out on Twitter and Instagram. Um, Tweet us anything, any questions you have about the movie. (laughs) Why did we watch it at all? Like, what (laughs) in the world is going on? Where is Carmen San Diego? We would like to know. Yeah. We want to sit down and talk to her. We'd love to have her as a guest on the show. <laughs> uh, you can check us out at Viewing Party Pod. Uh, you can also check out our website at viewingpartypod.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you'd like to hear more from me, you can check out my other podcast, Columbus Cares. We took a quick break and we're uh, working on like rescheduling everything, so we will be back in action shortly. But our latest nice. episodes uh, are super, super good. 
Uh, so we're really excited about that. You can also check out the Columbus Podcast Festival on Facebook or at the columbuspodcastfestival.com. we got big news coming your way. Woo. It's almost here. We can almost announce everything. We're finalizing everything. As soon as we're done recording, I'm actually going to a meeting nice. where we're going to wrap up a bunch of stuff. Cool. Uh, super stoked about that. Um, yeah, I think that's about it. Yeah. Y'all can join us next week when we watch something else and talk about uh, something different. Yeah. Until then, this has been... Viewing party. party live from a Im- weird blanket fort because yeah. the air kicked out oh, in the middle no. of recording. Well, at least we stopped yawning. Uh, yeah, well, I can't yawn. It's Babe. Babe is a riveting character. It's really <laughs> true. He is. <laughs>